what? <laughs> Gilly, I am so excited to be talking to you today about this episode. It is Friday morning. We both slept in. You're yes. in we're in the same time yes. zone. Have you had your morning coffee or I latte had my yet? tea? I, ha- I forgot you had your tea. I had some cereal. And oh. I have never taken so many notes on an episode I mean, that I, I was breaking first, them down yeah. per character. It's we have so much to talk about. I even made us a little kind of agenda because I don't want us to miss anything. Good. Um, for, uh, can I can I give you a cold yes. just a cold read statement? What's your cold read? <laughs> I don't think Che knows what comedy is. <laughs> And who the fuck mails a hard copy photo print all the way from Japan? <laughs> and that's covering two of the talking points. <laughs> Che's horrific stand-up and Stanford as a Shinto Japanese monk. <laughs> two of the worst pieces of writing possible. And then did LTW I mean, I, like yeah. have a miscarriage? But they just can't say it. They can't say miscarriage, nor can they say shmushmortion, abortion. Okay. Why did they bring it up in the first place if they were just going to miscarry the baby? I don't get it. I, I mean, I, that's one of my talking points, and we can really get into it. My, like, my biggest issue was the fact that they didn't even use the word abortion, especially in this landscape they did not. in which we should be able to talk about it. I know. And they can talk about, you know, basically guys bottoming and all these other things and yet they can't say the word abortion <laughs> or <laughs> like, miscarriage like, or miscarriage okay um we we have a lot of people guys welcome to the mirandas this yeah. is season two um episode 10 of and just like that and we have a doozy of an episode today we are going over the last supper part one this is the episode before the season maybe the series finale Um, I'm going to do a quick recap because there's a lot of people who aren't watching and I just want to kind of fill them in of what's going on. Good luck because there are so many things that happen in this episode. This is going to maybe take me about 30 seconds. Let's see how I do. (laughs) Charlotte is killing it at work, but of course this means she's not killing it at home, leading her to drunkenly confront her family about the demands they've placed on her as a wife and mother. LTW is grappling with her pregnancy and the complications it would bring to her personal life and her career, sadly ending in what we believe is a miscarriage. (laughs) Seema says I love you to her three-week-old relationship to Rafi and feels insecure about this. Anthony is considering being a bottom to Giuseppe and brings up the complexities of sexual dynamics in gay relationships. Mm-hmm. Miranda is doing a fabulous job at work and potentially meets a new fling, or at least this is how the show portrays it. Yeah. Steve is opening up a new bar in Coney Island, and Shay finally gets back on stage for stand-up and delivers quite possibly the least funny and most cruel three minutes of stand-up we have witnessed on the show. Roasting Miranda. Completely tearing apart their relationship with Miranda and Miranda as a person discovering their sexuality. And lastly, there is trouble in paradise when Aiden's son Wyatt gets into an accident while Aiden is in New York City with Carrie, leading us to question whether they will end up together. Yeah, and there's a very intense crying scene delivered by John Corbett. I was quite impressed, but it was... I know, this is the this is the performance of his life. It, it was a performance of his life. And Carrie's, he's sobbing because (laughs) he's sobbing because his son was really upset that Aiden was out of town and he had to stay at his mom's house. And so he hitched 30 miles to Aiden's farm. He got drunk on some beers. He got in Aiden's truck and hit a tree and totaled the truck. And he got like broken collarbone, broke two legs. Serious car accident. Serious car accident. Collarbone and two legs. And um, And like a truly a parent's worst nightmare. Like the phone call every parent would be so afraid to get of their child. A terrifying phone call. And he apparently had said he he just wanted to sleep at my dad's house. And I should have been there, Carrie, is what Aiden says. And Carrie's response is... He'll be okay, breaks heel. And then the episode ends with, and just like that, for the first time, I was worried. (laughs) 
Okay. So I love how we're starting at the ending because this is just the cherry on top of an episode sprinkled with major Carrie trackers. Carrie's like, everyone needs to go to my last supper at my apartment. I'm moving into a million dollar mansion on Gramercy. Okay. Like just got it together. I don't care if your son broke his legs. Miranda, I don't care if your toxic narcissistic ex is there. You will be there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) no it's so crazy that like like that carrie first off carrie because we're we're working backwards here the first time aiden gets the phone call that something happened to wyatt she's like why was he there isn't it kathy's weekend (laughs) (laughs) like pretty much like being like kathy's a terrible mother kathy's fucked up like (laughs) and the fact that the she's like a trouble in paradise you know it's just like um but this is when i flag that they don't i i it's official i don't think the writers have ever known that they're writing carrie to be terrible yes Uh this episode completely um solidified that the writers do not understand how of a much of a terrible person carrie is i mean che's more of an asshole than Carrie. Oh, oh Che's a villain. Yeah. <laughs> but Carrie is, um, I mean, this episode was frightening. How, uh, how just absolutely unsympathetic, like yes. this lack of empathy. Yes. And we're going to get into it because I have a long list of things I want to cover with the I mean, I I have five or six carry trackers. Oh. Obviously, the reaction at the end with Aiden. And again, we we kind of knew the last episode that that Wyatt was this, this thing, this thing that was going to be trouble for Carrie and Aiden. Carrie is probably in her head who's just like, fuck this fucking little kid just like absolutely <laughs> hates this child um because but first off Aiden having a 14 year old this kid obviously has behavioral issues I believe he's potentially autistic I know you mentioned he's dealing that. with some things and the no good parent would be then spending two weeks a month in New York City when they have a 14 year old who also maybe has like higher support needs no I, good parent would do it. I agree. And I also think that um, this is my opinion. But if I was in this, if I were in this relationship, like, I think Carrie is not really employed. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. I I think it's or she works remote on her column. Or, or, or I don't even know what she does. She doesn't have a podcast. She just like goes to lunch. That's... <laughs> And, and she, she hates that she's called out. She's like, we're ladies at lunch. Bitch, that's all you do. Yeah, that's all you do. So I think it would be on Carrie in this relationship to live down there. Gilly, absolutely. And and Carrie even calls it out. She's like, oh, we've got our city apartment. We've got our country house. No, he has a family, a family of three children that lives in Virginia. Why don't you relocate your ass? You could buy a lot in Virginia. You could have a whole fucking compound down there instead of that four bed, three but bath. But I think in this is indicative of like high powered entertainment individuals like SJP, I would imagine, who just have staff like raising kids. Like, mm-hmm. why is Brady? Why does Miranda have no idea that that Steve is opening a bar or a, a restaurant, whatever it is? up in Coney Island that her son is working at. Why does she not know that? Her son's mm. working there. So you, are you her commenting son, on just the absolute, like the, the odd parenting just in the, the show? Just the absence of these parents in their in their teenagers' lives. It's so odd. Or even the- For the sake of love. Or the over-involvement of, of Charlotte with like, you know, the, the scene with like the notebook. Wouldn't they have like a nanny or an assistant or something? Well, maybe, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Okay, so oh, that's a whole other thing whole we get into because I have a lot to say about the parenting in the show. Yeah. Um, the Not that we wrap, know anything I, about parenting. <laughs> this is true, guys. Please DM us. Let us know. But with, <laughs> with Aiden and Carrie, I mean, where do we see this going, Gilly? Because this is definitely trouble in paradise, but the... The sneak peek for next yes. week looks like he's throwing rocks at her goddamn window again. And he's like, I've always loved you, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was going to say the only thing that really stood out for me in the sneak peek for next week is that, you know, there's a, 
an, a smartphone, an iPhone, like on the coffee table. And then it says, Samantha. And it's buzzing. <laughs> and so I, I, I'm curious about the involvement of Samantha or if Samantha's going to be like, good luck. I'm so happy for, that you moved out of your one bedroom. Or like, what's her involvement? Like, I'm sorry to hear about you and Aiden. Like, what is her involvement? I, I don't know. I, I'm i curious if Carrie will sell the apartment and then move down to Virginia. Like, is she going to finally choose Aiden over her own life? I don't know. I, because she, also, yeah. I don't blame Carrie for not wanting to do that. That's a big ask. But I, just I don't, don't know what's going to happen with Carrie and Aiden. I just think in life, like, there's... <sighs> Carrie said something. Actually, you know what? We're just going to hop right into it. Um, we're kind of all it. over the place. I know you had an agenda, but we're, we're going. Carrie, <clears throat> Carrie says, quote, if you feel love, run after it. And this is Carrie's advice to Seema at one point in the episodes. And I, I wanted to talk about this concept. Like, Carrie's verbatim saying, if you feel love, run after it. Wouldn't that mean that like she should be able to go all the way to Virginia the way she went all the oh, way no, to Paris no, 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 for no, no, Petrovsky no. and like, or whatever, the Russian or whatever his name is? Yeah, like... I mean, sure. I think Carrie, I think Carrie writes about things in theory, but has no, is, is not able to apply it anything in her life. It's like only if it's convenient for her and if it's going to like yield some like guaranteed result. I mean, maybe this is Carrie after losing big and realizing that life is so short and being able to give this advice like life's too short, go after what you love. That would be the true way to end sex in the city. That would be the true kind of ultimate culmination yeah. of this entire franchise is that she moves to the country and like retires with the love of her life like yeah I think that and could be really nice but god the real estate what is she gonna do with that apartment sell it flip it <laughs> put laminate flooring in make it all gray <laughs> total flip like a terrible flip <laughs> yeah yeah by like I made some updates yeah yeah well, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, she could just, whatever. She could just okay. ha- hold on to the apartment or whatever. So please means let us know. I love reading people's <laughs> predictions. Like I put something on Instagram. Yeah, like, I love that the, this is the Last Supper, right? Last yes. Supper part one and two. The promo photo of Last Supper. So heavy And I did something where I was like, because, you know, in The Last Supper, the picture of Judas. Like Judas yeah. is in The Last Supper. So I messaged. I was like, who, who is, is Judas? Judas? And I think I think Erica messaged back that it's like Samantha is Judas or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. Samantha's coming back. But I believe in the picture of yeah. The Last Supper. And I looked yeah. at this with Audrey. Yes. Shay yes. is Judas. And I mean, yeah. I hope so. So in The Last Supper, and people, please look into this. I'm not an art historian nor a religious person. Um, <laughs> I'm not a theologist. Is, I'm not a theologist. I think Shay is where Judas is in the That's the, I like the picture. it. I like it a lot. So that might be my theory because, Gilly, we've got to talk about Shay. But you know who, sorry. What? Tell you me. You know who really is Judas? Carrie? Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Because Carrie is the one who literally sat with Miranda and Aiden and watched Shay's cruel comedy, quote, comedy set and literally invited Shay and was like, well, obviously Shay's going to be there. Suck it up, Miranda. Okay. So (laughs) let's get into the comedy set because this was one of the saddest First off, um, well written in the sense of um, emotions and eliciting emotions and our sympathy for Miranda. What sadistic um, writing is happening that yes. Miranda cannot catch a fucking break on this show? Yeah. She's been the the fucking recipient of every cruelty on this show. Yes. So Miranda surprises Carrie and Aiden when they're going to chase stand up. I don't know Carrie why. Had- Miranda. Well, yeah, because but also Carrie's one who mentioned like, well, I'm going to chase stand up and then kind of planting the seed in Miranda's mind. Like, oh, maybe that's something Miranda should do. Yeah. Maybe Miranda should go to it. So Miranda goes, Carrie's face is like, ooh, you're surprising, Che. Yeah. They sit down, Che starts their stand up, and it it is cruel. I have it all written down. For the I have it like 90% of it written down. May I? Please do. 
And also, we want to say this. It's cruel and it's not. It's very, it's a little triggering, for I'm sure, for some people. As I was reading on Reddit. Go. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I just got out of an eight-month relationship with a married straight white woman. I know what you're thinking. Eight months. It would have been quicker and less painful to just slam my dick in the car door. The good news, she was very sexually adventurous. Wild, in fact. She brought four people into her bedroom. Me, her, her husband, and her son. So not as much as a fuck as as much as a mind fuck. So before me, she'd only been with men. So the first time we had sex, it took forever. No, really. She kept waiting for my clit to get hard. Yeah, my lady was very confused. Am I queer? Am I bi? Am I a les? We were both confused. She was confused about everything, and I was confused about why I was fucking her. So thank you. Good night. <laughs> like, where was the punch? <laughs> I mean, I guess that was the punch. So, I... well, one, Che doesn't get to finish their stand-up right. because Miranda leaves, sees Miranda, Che gets flustered, and then walks and runs after Miranda. Throughout this scene, the camera is panning back from yes. Che to Miranda, and yes. Miranda is taking it, and you can see how hurt she is. I will say the funniest thing for anyone who yeah. wants to rewatch it, Dakota was like, wait, pause. Look at Aiden's face. Aiden's face during this scene. I'm going to screenshot it and share it on Instagram. It is the funniest face I've ever seen this character make. It's like somebody's smelling like a really bad fart. He's just so like fused the whole time. So please come, go back and watch it. I'll put it on Instagram. So the Aiden's and and obviously Aiden and Carrie, they're not laughing, clearly. No. But one, I think that Carrie should have gotten up immediately after Miranda left. Yeah. hundred percent she should have gotten off got, gotten to go see Miranda. Even if that yeah, fucked with the writing about Carrie Jay Tucker. not being able to confront Miranda, they could have written it as Carrie runs after, then gives Che and Miranda space to talk. Regardless, one, if Samantha had been there, she would have heckled Che and had Che oh, stop. Okay, baby, you are right. 100%. No loyalty from Carrie because Carrie just can't make a scene. Yeah. So the I read on Reddit, first yeah. off, the And Just Like That subreddit is a gold mine of observations, comments, oh, and just witty, so witty um, uh, takes on the show. They A lot of people were saying that no queer or non-binary comic would ever make cruel jokes about people discovering their sexuality oh boy that it would I, just wouldn't be a, like even a really accepted at a queer comedy club for somebody to be that cruel about somebody who's trying to figure their sexuality yeah. out yeah because Che, first off there's a line like like dave Chappelle. It, it can be really offensive but at least he's funny and i think if you're going to be offensive um che wasn't even offensive they were cruel yeah. and they weren't even funny. I was going to say. So it's like doubly offensive. Yeah. I was going to say it wasn't even comedy. And like when Che no. runs outside, Che is like, why are you so surprised? I'm a stand-up comic. That's what I do. I get on stage about the bad things that happened in my life. And I was like, that's what comedy is? And, and, and then Che has the it's audacity. The to, in your and then Che has the audacity to say, I'm so sick of having to explain myself. Why does Che have zero consequences for their behavior? Yeah, I know. Because the, and also, from based on the sneak peek, Che is still invited to I know. Carrie's last supper. I know, which is insane. Can you imagine, Gilly, that Dakota you and me are at a stand-up and your ex is on stage eviscerating you, yeah. making cruel jokes about you. And and then when you tell me that you don't want to come to the dinner party that I've invited your ex and your other ex yeah. to, that you don't want to go, and I say, top it up, you better show yeah. up. And I would still invite the person who was so cruel to you. And I it's witnessed insane. it firsthand. And you wit- like, oh my God. And then so this leads us into the conversation that Miranda has with Carrie. Yeah. And our other Carrie tracker Mm -hmm. in which Carrie's throwing this last supper because she wins some fucking 16 person Michelin star dinner she's having at her, you know, old place as a goodbye. Mm -hmm. And Miranda calls her and is like, I don't feel comfortable going. Yeah. Steve's going to be there. Che's going to be there. And Carrie compares it to Miranda. This isn't high school. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. She goes, (laughs) she goes, um, 
Too bad, you're coming. Come on, Miranda, we're not in high school. You're not going to hide from your ex in the AV room till summer break. And, he, and then Miranda tries. She's like, that's not fair. <laughs> you didn't hear what Chase said to me on the street. And then it's it's just so insane. It's just it was insane that Carrie was and Carrie then flips it like does this crazy manipulative flip where she's like, well, Steve's going to be there. And like, I, I don't even know. Like, you don't, well, like, I, I mean, Gilly, let's talk about the like first thing here. You caught him out of your life. Like, you need to, you know. I mean, in the first 10 minutes, again, Carrie and Aiden had visited Steve at Coney Island, which is fair. Steve and Aiden are friends. I totally get that. Yeah. Carrie has every right to go see yeah, Steve. Yeah, of course. But she then says to Miranda, Che and Steve are my friends and I should support them. What about Miranda, your friend of I know. three fucking decades? You can't support her or have an ounce of empathy. I know. And also, if you're such good friends with Steve, why would you invite Che, yeah. the person yeah, exactly. Miranda cheated on him with, to this intimate dinner party? That's so crazy. <laughs> well, I, did you see him in the shot? I, I was trying to see who was. Yes, Steve is there. This is it. This is absolutely nuts. You're so right. I didn't even think about like, oh, I'm going to like all, everyone in the infidelity was just invited. Like what? And then there's some girl sitting next to Che because I was like trying to examine who was at the dinner. Who was the girl with the long curly hair? Like I couldn't figure that out. Um, I believe that's Bobby Lee's wife or girlfriend. Oh, okay, got it, got it, on the show. Okay, got it, got it. Because Bobby Lee ends up, I mean, this also tells you how little people are left in Carrie's life, that Bobby Lee, her (laughs) random, you know, podcast host of years, you know, whatever, is there. And like, even Carrie says, like, do I even know 16 people? You don't, Carrie, you don't, because you have burned so many bridges. Yeah, well, I also want to, there's, I have a note about the comedy show, which is like, Oh, the, tell me. We, the, we could talk about... That could be a whole episode dedicated to that. The first the first comic to go on, this is their bit. <laughs> <laughs> this person is pointing out people in the audience. First of all, I hate when comedians do crowd work. Like, I just... Mm. Like, there there is a time and place for it. But, like, when it's their main thing and they actually don't perform their own jokes, like, it's just rude it's just mean so they're just relying on picking on people like bullying people mm-hmm. so it's like cis hetero guy with his cis hetero lady cruising the comedy club looking for some nasty non-binary dick slash pussy and then the comic goes it's cool dude i'm into cis guys and then the per- the audience member is like i'm trans it was just like <laughs> And then everyone in the audience is like, wow! <laughs> like, that was the punchline. All right. I totally agree with you. And I don't know if I told this story on the podcast yet, but I witnessed one of the most uncomfortable stand-up, like, calling out someone in the front row. Yeah. We went to a comedy show. It was, like, kind of the offshoot of the comedy cellar, a little bit um, more amateur. And two people walked in late. And it was a two friends and they're kind of one of the friends is like kind of guiding the other friend to the seat. And throughout the show, the comics are picking on this one woman. The first comic is saying like, what are you doing? Why are you looking over there? I'm over here. And the girl goes, I'm blind. Okay, so there's a blind person sitting in the front row. (laughs) Oh my God, where is this going? Now, none of the other comics know that this person is blind. And then the blind woman does not say that she's blind. So the comics continue to pick on this woman woman and do crowd work on this woman the crowd is so uncomfortable i don't know why the crowd like no one's shouted anything like she's blind maybe yeah, i mean like, do we're you want to be like, that out person <laughs> and so the comics are like hey what's wrong with you are you drunk are you drunk why are you looking over there i'm over here hello it was horrifying um, so where I was, was already, this where was this, was this? at um something seller a comedy, a comedy seller but like one of the offshoots of it oh, not okay, like the, okay, the, okay. not like the one the famous people form it regardless it was the equivalent of a comic just completely that's it's so yeah, bad but i don't know the comic didn't even feel bad yeah 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 just shooting themselves in the foot at that point like, like the one in the show i was like why first off like you're making assumptions of that person based on how they look yeah and it's also like stick to your own material like get over it I know. like but like, there, stop using people as content but there is a funny line i mean this isn't this is like earlier in the episode but miranda's 
saying to Carrie apropos of Carrie calling Miranda out on like cutting people off cold turkey or maybe Naya did I can't remember someone called Naya did Naya called Miranda out on like kind of going cold turkey with her exes um and cutting them off basically and it somehow like awakens Miranda to say to Carrie I can't treat Shay the way I treated Skipper justice for skipper i love that skipper was brought up and carrie's like whoa that was like 25 years ago <laughs> yeah and, and then miranda's like i still feel bad about how that went it's like meanwhile che dumped miranda so i'm like how is this like i know it just does not absolutely make sense at all um it, it i mean i mean who ha- doesn't have regrets for how they've treated someone in the past like of i course. definitely have like thought about like okay there's some guys i didn't treat well but miranda like we're gonna give you a pass like skipper was a pick me guy and it's absolutely okay that you had boundaries with him whatever yeah um i love that they brought skipper up <laughs> it was just so irrelevant i but- know um, should we should we go more into Carrie and Aiden? Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm looking at my list because let me some talking points that we haven't mentioned yet that I want to make sure yes. we get to. Um, LTW's miscarriage abortion, Harry's treatment of Charlotte. I have a couple things to say about this. Okay. Um, and m- least we not forget Stanford as a Shinto monk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we but we have to talk about Carrie Aiden. I know. What else do you want to talk about it with it? Because there's a lot to lot to go into. Well, I thought it was interesting well. that they, and just like that team, seemed to spin a little bit of the uh, Carrie Aiden breakup from years ago. They Yeah. There's a moment where, you know, Carrie's saying our place and Aiden is like, say our place again. And, um, you know, Aiden is basically saying, you know, a while back, like, when Che asked about us. Yes. You said you made a mistake. I made a mistake as well. I was Trying so, to lock you down. <laughs> yeah, I was so damn determined to lock it down between us. And um, locking it down with someone doesn't mean jack shit. Look at me and Kathy. Um, but basically he's saying, I forced you to sign a lease with me because I couldn't have you to sign a marriage license. Damn. And I just thought that doesn't seem fair. Like, <laughs> I know. I mean, I, and, I, and then he, there's some truth then go- there, but I, I just feel like that seems a little bit like, no, you should like a, a person should be so lucky that someone wants to buy them a, an apartment. Yeah, I, I think Aiden's. It's a little of like revisionist history here. Yes. You're going back, and maybe, maybe he feels his own guilt. I mean, who knows? I mean, I think this is probably Carrie kind of manipulates the situation, but he also then, um, you know, talks about his um fear of reason for not in going into yeah. the apartment and is like I thought it'd make me mad at you all over again yeah he was afraid also, of that yeah he's afraid and he also I mean he has a lot of unresolved shit I mean talking about her stupid dinner party she's like I I have one seat open if you'd want to go he's like I'm never going back in there I'm like damn like you yeah. are stubborn yeah, like yeah, she's yeah, selling yeah. this apartment yeah. basically to appease you bought this new apartment yeah. again to appease you and your yeah. children and you can't show up for the dinner party at least well, now we definitely can't because Steve. of Wyatt. <laughs> right like the stubbornness my god yeah so i gilly i don't know there's a couple ways that aiden can carry go carry the series really ends with carrie moving to virginia mm. which i think would i actually would respect it i, I would, would respect I would have it some but more I, respect for carrie i don't think that's gonna happen I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't think they're going to end this season that way. I think they're going to end us on a cliffhanger between Carrie and Aiden. I think that's the only Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And that they're going to try to do season three. Now, if they do try to do season three, they're going to try to, like, culminate Carrie and Aiden, like, I I would hope, into being a real deal thing. But I would love if... I know this is crazy, but maybe there's a chance that Kim Cattrall would actually come back for season three. God, I don't know. Since it ends with that phone call. I don't know. Yeah, let's see what the phone call that is. Would be insane. Based on what Carrie is wearing, um, 
the phone call happens right after she gets the phone call from Aiden talking. Carrie is wearing the same sweatshirt and skirt. Mm. as So I think the call happens pretty quickly in the last episode. Okay. Maybe she's like, I can't make your dinner party. I know I was the last time. <laughs> no, I mean, who knows what that call's going to be. I'm so curious how they filmed it. Like, I bet Kim Cattrall's like, I won't be in the same room as her. So it's like, kind of like a, like, do you think they, Kim she's was even just on doing screen? her lines. Or do you think it's just her voice? No, I, I think it's just her voice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe she does show up at the dinner party. That would be crazy. And she, and like, she is Judas who pops in. It would be, oh my God. But I, I, I think I was just thinking as I was drifting to sleep last night, I was just thinking <laughs> just, just for like argument's sake. If Kim Cattrall came back in season three, the, the viewership would oh. be bananas. The thing is, I think Kim Cattrall, similar to Aiden not going into that apartment, she's like, it's all bad. I'm <laughs> never going in there. Like, like she is like, it's all. I'm not doing I'm it. I'm afraid I would lose my shit on you, SVP. <laughs> <laughs> For, I mean, like, exactly. I, Aiden and, and Che are so similar. Um I mean, Aiden and uh, Samantha. Let's get into so, Stanford as a sh- okay. Shinto All right. Monk. So, for for those of you who are not watching, um, Anthony goes over to Carrie's place one to talk about him questioning the sexual dynamics in his new relationship, and we find out that Anthony has never been a bottom. Yeah, I am not in the gay community. I don't. I can't. I don't know. I don't know enough about this. I was kind of shocked. I thought like maybe he's been a like from what having I've, sex with men for so long, I kind of just assumed. From what I've heard, first. there are hard and fast tops, hard and fast bottoms, and then people who are interchangeably whatever. Got and, it. May, and maybe the show kind. This episode depicted it that you know Gen Z or like the younger generations are interchangeable. And it was really yeah. It was an interesting conversation. I like they had it on TV. One, you don't see a lot of sex of men like that on TV, where they're talking about the dynamics between each other. Not on a typically like heteronormative show. So interesting conversation. I'm curious where this is going to go. Carrie, whatever. She kind of Anthony comes over to talk about that. Then Carrie's like, "Well, I have some news. Like Stanford, you know, sent me some snail mail." (laughs) (laughs) And. And scary, like gets this at like Manila envelope with a letter and a photo, and she tells Anthony, you know, he um, Stanford uh, is back in Japan. His TikTok client fired him. He's in Kyoto, and he um, was inspired by the geishas and is now a Shinto monk. Well, this is my ancient scroll, which we already called out, which was mailing a freaking photo print. Well, I mean, the Shinto monks, they probably can't use the computers or something. I I don't know. I mean, first off, I mean, I have a couple like I was in Japan recently. So I'm pulling a, you know, I've been to Japan once. Mm -hmm. There is no way in my entire time in Kyoto. Yeah. I did not see a single white person working once. I saw we saw one white person. He was in a cafe in the train station. That was it. And he spoke fluent Japanese. There is no way. Yes, oh, the yeah, Shinto yeah, religion yeah. is open to all denominations and races and yeah. whatever. Not in Japan. <laughs> Not in Japan. How bad is this writing? This is First so bad. Off, they, I understand that Big died and they're like, oh, we can't have another main character die. Even though this actor did die in real life. Why Instead, not? I they're know, all in not? their 50s, 60s, and 70s. People are dying. This is yeah, part natural like, course you know of life. More, more realistic if he moved to Kyoto and became a Shinto monk. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> how is that more realistic? That is so insane. Well, I just was. I just thought it was such a. Okay, I get it. Like Stanford, um, played by Willie, Willie Garson, Willie Garson, yeah. Stanford, played by Willie Garson died you know a year and a half ago from cancer i just don't know why they didn't have a storyline being like i i truly thought that carrie was going to open the snail mail and be like you know stanford is terminally ill or something like that and and, that would make more sense i don't know and i understand that they're saying like he's in a higher plane he's at peace now but i'm like 
It's kind of cruel, though, that Stanford just left without telling Anthony anything except writing him a letter that he's going to Japan with his TikTok client. And then now is like, Anthony, you can have my apartment and all my possessions. I have no attachments now, but I leave them with love. And Anthony's like, wow, that's sweet. They no longer serve me. I, and I let I let them all go with love. I was like, that doesn't sound like love to me. <laughs> and they no longer That's like, serve you. <laughs> and for Heather made the funniest comment. She's like, that poor intern who had to Photoshop that photo of him okay, was a Shinto okay. monk. All I have to say is <laughs> I died because it showed the photo of Stanford as a Shinto monk. And it and I it, and I was like, that is the worst Photoshop ever. <laughs> and then Anthony is like, basically was like, what is that, photoshopped? And I was like, oh my God, that's so funny that they're actually talking about bad Photoshop. And Carrie's like, no, it's real. Well, the thing is, if, if this actor wasn't dead, we would do some like funny Photoshops. But like out of respect for this person, like I, I thought it was like such a terrible ending. That, like this is the last vision of him on the show is poorly Photoshopped his, as a Shinto his monk. Head is, like, like, this is cut terrible. out like construction paper and like slapped on a Shinto monk's body. Also, what is the visa process with becoming a Shinto monk? Like, do you? Because you maybe I'll become wonder. one. We, Dakota and I love Japan so much. We were like, we want to move to Japan. Like, and that's how we felt. Japan is amazing for tourists. It is notoriously so difficult to be a foreigner living and working there. I understand that like the Shinto monk world may be a little bit more like open and forgiving to those who don't speak the language, have ever understood the religion or have any awareness of the Japanese culture. But I... This does not make sense. This is my, this just does not make sense. No, This is it's, not Nepal. This is not some place. Like, this is, Japan is like, it's not that easy to become a Shinto monk there. The whole plot line is giving Kabbalah circa 2003. It, it's giving us Madonna's red bracelet. Like, <laughs> yeah, like is, all the celebs who were like, meditated for like two minutes, all of a sudden wearing like that red string bracelet. are like, I'm into Kabbalah. <laughs> This is exactly it. Shame on the writers. I think this is a terrible way to end this character. I get, I like that he's at peace. He's found, you know, Stanford really struggled with who he was, how people saw him as placed in the world. And he just turned over all his assets to Anthony. Like, they no longer serve me. I'm like, that New York City apartment no longer serves you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe sell it and give the fucking revenue to your, your new community in yeah. Kyoto. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I, I don't know. So ridiculous. And I love how Carrie just like downs a martini, the Cosmo. Anthony's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, sip, sip. And it was just so absurd. Um, that was probably talk- the funniest plot <laughs> it was point. So funny. I think All we right, gotta talk about Charlotte and the okay double cameo of Alex Israel's artwork and Sam Smith buying an Alex Israel art piece. I saw, you know more about the art world. I saw this picture this on the internet the other day of Sam Smith like looking at Alex Israel's artwork. I think I saw it on Alex Israel's Instagram, and I didn't think anything of it. I thought, oh, okay, that's cool. Sam Smith is interested in his art. I had no idea. It was a a screenshot from him just like that. I died (laughs) when the episode happened. But Alex Israel does a lot of, um, you know, contemporary artwork about, like, Hollywood and, Mm -hmm. you know, mainstream pop culture. And The um, show really prides itself on having interesting artists. I mean, even the painting in Carrie's apartment clearly is an important piece. I don't know yeah. who did that piece, but every time the camera pans at her apartment, they're like, look at the painting. Yeah. We know art. And so Alex interesting that this was a, yeah. Really interesting. He, yeah, I saw, I can't remember the name of the gallery, but he did an interesting like video series where he interviews celebrities, but like very random ones like Heidi Fleiss, who was, you know, the notorious yes. madam of Hollywood in the 90s or maybe 80s. Um, so I thought it was actually really exciting scene that they had. And I was also so happy for Charlotte. Like, is that bad? Yeah. I was just like, yeah, she's killing it. Like, this seems like something that she would do in the I, old absolutely. show. Charlotte was good at her job. Yes. And her leaving the job to be with Trey and be a mother was a point we were really, we questioned. And we, I think there was some judgment from the other characters on this show, rightfully so. Charlotte knew what she wanted. She left work. 
I love that the kids are older now. She needs to discover herself, get back to work. And we really see this tension in the show of like they they never let women have it all. They basically have answered the question that women cannot have it all. If you're killing it at work, then things are going to be fucked up at home. For yeah. LTW, if you're killing it at work, guess what? We're going to throw a curveball and family's going to complicate it. So the show never really lets women have balance in this show. Unless you're Carrie, everything works out. Right? And Exactly. Mostly. But all the other um characters which i think is a reality at times like we feel like you know we're doing well here this kind of suffers i get it the show never really lets women have balance but for charlotte she goes back to work she's killing it at work she goes out with her coworkers. good for her but throughout this episode she's being inundated with calls texts lily has a problem rock forgets their notebook at school and yes. god forbid they can't have a consequence for forgetting something at home charlotte tries confronting harry like yeah why should i get it i'm the mother and you're the father and yeah. harry quickly is like i'll get rock the notebook yeah charlotte goes out gets drunk comes home and the their, her family is so frustrated with her. Mm-hmm. Like, your Lily says, you're gross. Rock is so appalled. Harry is frustrated. And Charlotte has this really amazing drunken confrontation. Dakota liked this scene. I liked the scene. I'm curious what the people thought. And Charlotte's point is, I was a person before you. I was yeah. a person. I wasn't just a wife. I wasn't just a mother. I was a yeah. person. Goes in and she's like, you all need to get it together. Yes. She should be able to go to work, have a life. I know she's still a mom, but whatever goes into her room shuts the door and then Richard Burton is the only one allowed in the dog which oh, I love I know the, the dog, dog is the only one who's not like I know uh, I thought that was uh, so cute what did you think about this scene and the dynamic with Charlotte and her family well I do think that you know we were talking about parenting earlier as non-parents but I do think <laughs> yeah, right. that this is like a, a side effect of being maybe like a helicopter mom on some level because she was so I felt like she micromanaged her kids a little bit too much or she was just so heavily involved that maybe they weren't as self-reliant like rock go 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 walk to a Walgreens and get a new notebook or or go home and get your notebook or like or have the consequence of forgetting something and that sucks yes that really sucks and you mess up your presentation forget it Yeah, yeah exactly so I think it's just yeah, but I thought it was, yeah, I think it's all very realistic that, you know, mm-hmm. it's put on usually like a mother to do a lot of the work in the home. Absolutely. And, you know, Charlotte and Harry did have an agreement. Yeah. Harry works full time. Charlotte's job, although not compensated, she is the one keeping up the home, keeping yeah. up the children. Her labor is worth a lot, yes. especially to Harry. They yes. don't have hired help. Yeah. She's doing the job. If if she was gone, Harry would have to hire yeah. three or four people to do what she did. Yeah. So, but the fact is, she said to Harry, I'm going to go back to work. You need to step yeah. up. Yes. And I think if, if a man or a father isn't used to being put in that position to step yeah. up, they've been spoiled too. And yeah. they don't really know how to handle it. 100%. So I get that there's going to be a grace period of figuring yeah. out how to fill this new role. Yes. Um, I think for the money they have, 100%, they could get help in that. Yeah, house. they could get they could get someone, they could get help. But I also think like on some level, like... Her household kids are older. Like, they're older. That's what I was going to say. They're teens. Like, they should be able to function on their own. But, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I just thought it was a really, I just thought it was a good depiction of Charlotte, you know, just going yeah. back to doing what she loves and what she's really good at and how, like, the ship is sinking because, and it shows, like, how much of a good mother she was. Maybe she was, like, a, you know, maybe did too much for everybody, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. She was killing it as a mom in a lot of ways. And she was a good mom. And she is a good mom. But I think for, I'm sure, a lot of mothers watching this, it they are like, I am a person. I'm not just a wife. I'm not just a mother. Yeah. And I think for women who maybe don't have a work where they get to express that outlet of like independence and success outside of their family, it's probably really challenging to, oh. to feel that sense of accomplishment. And and I think my mom once said, she's like, you know, if you do a good job as a mother, your kids leave. They don't need you. Like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's probably really hard. Yeah. I love that Charlotte went back to work. And I really hope her family, like, gets it together Me and too. is supportive of her. Me um, too. All right. Gilly, the LTW pregnancy yes. situation. I'm very angry at this show right now. Um, It was, okay. So this is, so they, they like, bring it up that she's pregnant last episode naturally Mm -hmm. at an older age just to immediately like cancel it out by saying she like bled out or something 
Yes. So LTW is exactly like it's too late. LTW throughout this episode is wrestling with this pregnancy, right? It's terrible timing. Yeah. She even says to Charlotte, I thought I was past the babyhood. I yeah. guess I'm still on the border of it. And she's really angry at her husband for not getting the vasectomy. He didn't do it. Yeah. She's kind of now the one. She even says like, I take care of the kids now. What? what you don't help. Like yeah. you're not doing this. And I, why the show... And I, and I know he even says, like, well, what do you want to do about it, right? Yeah, they, they're they're just, dancing around the word. Yeah. Why wouldn't they say abortion? 20 years ago, the show, they talked about abortion when Miranda was going to have one. Yeah. In this Carrie landscape, too. when abortion rights are being stripped away from women, why the show wouldn't take the opportunity to say that this was a natural, okay decision? Not that LTW yeah. had to have it. That's her right. But the fact that they could yeah. talk about choice and that a woman of her age, when it's a high-risk pregnancy, yes. it's not the right time. And an abortion yeah. would be an absolutely okay thing for someone to consider why yes. can they say it well and and that's the thing i don't understand why open up this can of worms to just immediately shut it you know if, yeah. if, if they if they're if they think it's a can of worms right like if you know why i i just didn't understand the purpose of first of all i was like like i don't know in my mind i'm like you're older like yeah just get an abortion if this is bothering you so much just go get an abortion you know yeah. And yeah, and, and also I like that they wrestle with it's not an easy choice. She's like, I can't. I totally get that. Again, this should be a conversation about choice. But if we can't even say the word abortion or we can't say miscarriage, miscarrying, you're, you're really not having a full conversation. And if for the show, they brought this up that she gets pregnant, this could have been a really great opportunity to talk about something that is in a big topic in our country right now. 100%. You want to talk about... LGBTQ, sexuality, the fucking environment. They talk about plant-based, vegan, cleaning up. Tops and, and bottoms and sphincters. and Right? And you, you can't <laughs> even say the word? I don't know why. I'm like, this feels so intentional. Like, did the network not want them to say it? Probably not. Now that Max is like, you know, humongous and has acquired so much, like Warner Brothers and, well, I don't know who acquired who. Warner Brothers maybe acquired them. But now that they have so much, so much more material that isn't just yeah. HBO, maybe they feel like they need to play it safe. If that's the case, then don't, why did you even bring up I this know. plot point? Like, why, why was this even a thing? I don't know. Please DM us and let us know what you think about this. I Theories. personally felt yeah. theories I personally felt frustrated by this and and like the irresponsibility of the show I think the show was so irresponsible to chase stand-up that um, a non-binary or queer character would would speak this way in a queer comedy club about somebody figuring out their sexuality that felt unrealistic again write in let us know what you think about some of these like major plot points that happen in this episode because we had a lot to say I was fired up this episode was just I was so excited to talk to you about it today yeah yeah totally um, well, any fashion call-outs, Gil? Oh, I have a bunch. So Tell me. One is I love... Well, real quick. Tell me. I did look up... This is so funny. I looked up on an incognito window last night as I was watching the show. Like, what is the average size of an erect penis? <laughs> and it's 5.1 to 5.5 inches, in case anyone was wondering. And apparently, okay. like, Anthony Anthony's Italian boyfriend is, like, 9 inches <laughs> or something. Which is frightening. Which is so frightening. And because at one point he's like, he's like, tell that to my sphincter. <laughs> Again, can't say miscarriage, but can say sphincter. I know, right? <laughs> and he, he even accuses him of, of, of there being potential lawsuits because he rammed a man's butt so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, back to the fashion. Um, I loved Miranda's I love that great aside. <laughs> I was trying to string together like penis and like fashion together. And I was like, hey, I can't. I can't figure it out. That's um, okay. I loved Miranda's mint green belt and her yep. Kelly green dress. Loved it. I love during the really unfortunate scene in which LTW has just had a miscarriage. I do love her like avocado green velvet pajamas. Those were so cute. And I know this is probably a fast fashion miss, but I love Carrie's mustard quilted like coverlet coat thing that she wore. I knew you were going <laughs> to like that. You love a quilted coat. You love quilted. I love quilted. I love puffers. I love 
yeah. evil underwear. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a call out that I thought Charlotte looked amazing in this episode. She looked, Charlotte looked amazing in this episode. Yeah. I, I know, I feel like, I don't know, I feel kind of bad of how we talked about her, like, work done last year. I think she got some of it out, and it really yeah. speaks to the fact that, you know, like, we don't need to overfill our faces we don't need and to get overfill. Botox. Like, give me some wrinkles, give me a little bit. Like, I thought she looked great. Her hair looked great. Outfits looked great. Um, yeah, so she's kind of my overall Charlotte call out. And I like that she started looking great when she was like back to work. Yes. And kind of just in that element oh, and yeah. feeling like herself. A fashion um, miss that I have is Miranda's ombre purple and yellow like gradient yes. coat with the lavender leather bag. She looks like, in my opinion, too fashion forward for her like policy job or like whatever she's doing. I just thought it was like... yeah. A little yeah. bit too, and she has like this yeah. like bright orange baguette with like a gold handle, and there's no way that Miranda would ever have that. Yeah, and I, I know sometimes I take the show too seriously, and I know that they're the show is fashion forward and they're excited about the pieces they're getting, but this outfit just did not seem like Miranda at all, especially going to the UN. I know, and I I did love your David Bowie call out last <laughs> on Instagram because she really does look like David Bowie. I know and I I don't know I mean like that was totally a classic Miranda look from old sex in the city I get it it just was like Miranda's essentially sleeping on a sofa Miranda's living (laughs) out of a bag and it's like where is this wardrobe even existing in this twin bedroom right no it's not happening but then again I'm taking the show too seriously um there were so many funny things in this episode Gilly I don't even really know how to like rate this episode and I'm I don't I don't have a rating yet and I want to talk to you I I I rated rated mine already fuck well four okay can I just say mine Tell me yours, and I'm going to try and figure out mine. I had no choice but to give it a five. Okay, that's what I was leaning on to. I was going between 4.5 and 5. I'm giving it a five because, my God, there was so much to talk about, and I was glued to the screen. I was glued to the the screen. I was typing the entire time. I was like a typist. I was like, crack, 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 crack. And I... Like, I just thought there was, because that there was so much to talk about, like, we didn't even, there's a ton of things that we could still talk about. I thought, wow, for the In Just Like That series, this is maybe, I think, the best episode that has happened. Yes, absolutely. It makes me very excited for next week's episode. Like, next week is the season finale. Like, we've done it, guys. We've gotten all the way through In Just (laughs) Like That. We're at a we're at a five rock bucket hat. Where could this go? Please let us know your predictions and what you thought about this episode. If you were as riled up as I was, um, let us know your predictions. Email us at themirandaspod at gmail.com or DM us at themirandaspod on Instagram. We really want to know your predictions because, like, not just for the finale, but if there's a season three or not. What do you think? Because I don't even know where this is going to go. <sighs> Who knows where this is going, but God, I'm excited to watch. And I'm going to be seeing you soon in person. I'm, oh, I don't even know if we're going to be in the same place to record the finale. We won't but, be, but that's okay. Ugh. We'll be able to talk about it after. So thanks for listening. Let us know what you think. And um, yeah, we'll see, see you later, our little Shinto monks. See you later, our little Shinto monks. Bye.